So I don't know about you, but as we draw to the close of this year, I feel like I've been desperately trying to hang on to hope and trust in this bone-tired weariness of this year that was. And there's a poem that kind of keeps coming to mind. I was actually a poetry major in college, and one of my favorite authors was Christina Rossetti, and she wrote a poem in the 1800s entitled The Bleak Midwinter, and it has since been put to uh, music, and it's in our hymnal that we use here at church. And I just feel like the words of her opening stanza just seem to fit right now. And it goes something like this. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. And that's kind of what I'm sort of feeling right now in my soul a little bit, especially as this year draws to a close. But the great thing about her poem is she goes on to talk about the hope in the coming of Jesus Christ, that in the midst of the bleak midwinter, when everything just felt cold and hopeless and weary, there was the promise of new life and the promise of Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, coming to earth. And it's a wonderful poem and now a wonderful hymn that we get to sing. So as we enter into this time of worship, I am asking that we all come together with collective hope, hope in the new year to come, but mostly hope in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is certainly going to lead us into this new, new year. And he is certainly the hope that will take us out of this bone-tired weariness that we are all feeling. So come, friends, let us worship God. So our scripture lesson today comes from uh, Psalm 40, and it's written by King David. Hear now what he has written for us to hear today. Surely I wait for the Lord, who bends down to me and hears my cry, draws me up from the pit of destruction out of the muddy clay. He sets my feet upon rocks, steadies my steps, and puts a new song in my mouth, a hymn to our God. Many shall look on in fear, and they shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is the one who sets his security in the Lord, who turns not to the arrogant or to those who stray after falsehood. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Friends, I'm so glad you joined us this evening. What a theme we have for tonight's service, as you heard in the introduction. And it's kind of a long one but it really kind of hit me today as I was thinking about this message to you. Hanging on to hope and trust at the close of 2020's bone-tired weariness. Some people have described being in like a fog or you set out to do things during a day and maybe it's not even like an impossible to-do list with work or home. And all of a sudden, half the day goes by and you're like, where did it go? So I began to think about what it means that we're soon going to be coming to a close of 2020. And I find that the word that encompasses it all for me is complicated. <laughs> Sometimes it's just been downright complicated. The things we had always done, we couldn't do. We had to learn a whole lot of new things, and for some of us, it really stretched us. Probably for most of us, it stretched us. 
how do we do that? How do we keep at it day after day, kind of readjusting normal? Because the longer the pandemic went on, the more we realized that after that first initial shock, maybe that first initial month or two, it was going to be around a while and we had to change things. So I guess I thought of myself as a car and I love this illustration that I came upon at some point. And there's this idea that when you're sitting in your car and you have a rear view mirror and it's awful tiny as you look what's behind you, but then you have the windshield in front of you and it has to be bigger. And yes, we do need to look back sometimes in order to look forward, but we don't wanna live back there. We wanna keep leaning forward. But before we can lean forward, let's look back for a minute. I'm sure like all of you, you had many responses to the pandemic and, and I know this. It was a different response when we thought the pandemic would only be a few weeks or a month. And we said things here like, well, we know it's gonna be over by Easter. Oh, we know it's gonna be over by summer. Oh, it can't possibly go into fall. And no way Christmas. And here we are. So I thought to myself and I made some little notes that there was really five responses that I think I came up with. And I think I responded to all five of them. <laughs> kind of like grief where you go through the stages and then you might go backwards and then repeat one. The initial stage was just paralysis, right? You couldn't imagine everything shut down. We were ordered inside. There was so much change happening and there was a lot of fear and there was a lot of unknown and people thought different thoughts about this pandemic, whether it was real or imagined at the beginning, how serious would it be? And then it hit how serious it would be and would continue to be. And then two months in, I think there were days when all of us may have felt just defeated you got out of bed and you thought, oh my goodness, how am I possibly gonna do all these things and do them in a new way? And we weren't hearing when there'd be an end to the pandemic. So for a while, and perhaps we revisited defeat. At other times, we looked to leadership, whether that was in church or locally, pol politically. And we thought, wow, maybe that they're just unwilling to respond to some of the change that's happening, you know, and I will throw us clergy under the bus, um, you know, to take on change in a church is often hard. We like to say we've always done it that way. And now to live in a pandemic where nothing we have ever done is going to happen was big. And so Sometimes that got us a little bone tired, weary, that constant flexibility that we needed to reach people. And then sometimes we varied from having a day and then we decide, oh, it's gonna be a personal day and we'll do nothing, but you can't do too many of those in a row. And then we overcompensated and decided we had to do everything in the course of a day or a season. And we can't just do everything because that will only lead to being tired. And I'm sure like me, you've had all of those experiences. You know, all of them kind of fall short, right? You can't live in any of those stages of responding to COVID. 
And so we have found that we're still together or we're still better together than apart, even if together means Zoom or a phone call, even if together meant being outside in the spring, in the summer, in the winter, and we social distanced. We now have been able, some of us, to return to church and we're separated by pews, but we're still together. And that strength is what I call our collective work and our collective hope and our collective trust. And so that's why I go back to King David, that amazing psalm. And it's actually called a psalm of gratitude and a prayer for help. You don't often see those two things together. So here he is, a leader, and he starts off by saying, I'm waiting for the Lord. And boy, have we been waiting. And then God hears David's cry, and it says God bent down to get a closer listen. And then all of a sudden, God bends down in almost this image of he draws me up from my pit out of the muddy clay. And how often have we felt like we're in the midst of a sand dune? We make some steps up, and then all of a sudden something happens, and we go backwards. And maybe we feel stuck with certain things that we are now waiting to complete or to get back to. And David describes it as muddy clay. But here God sets my feet upon a rock and steadies my step. And that's where our faith and trust in God kick in. And then a new song is put in David's mouth, a hymn to God. And many will look in awe upon God and shall have that trust in God. Blessed is the one who sets his or her trust in the Lord and doesn't turn to arrogance or stray after falsehood kind of doesn't get lost. And I believe we're living this psalm. There are those days where we feel down and we long for God to hear us and then something happens that shows us God has. And so collectively, as a church, we come together. What have we learned this year? Well, we've learned a lot. We've learned that there were certain ministries and programs that worked really well when we could all be together, but not so well when we couldn't. So we learned to lay things down. And then we learned to pick up new ways, of course, of being together. We had to learn new technologies. These qualities, you know, that come with change, they have a way of bringing people together on faith. And then at Rosedale, we looked at, oh my goodness, this, this is affecting not only us in our house and not only us in God's house at Rosedale, but it's affecting our entire neighborhood and our community. And what are the needs during a pandemic? And we discovered people were hungry. So we built a food pantry. We discovered that people needed hope. We discovered that medical personnel, first responders, they were working around the clock and what could we do? And then we recently realized that how can we build back up our community, our city, and how can we be a part of that? And so we are looking at ways to do that very thing with some neat ideas ready to come forward. 
So we know that the church can be a place of honesty, can be a place of lament like David's psalm. And just like David's psalm was both lament and thanksgiving, we can experience lament and thanksgiving with one another. So we have a tradition at Rosedale, and the Sunday is not too far away, called Star Sunday, and the plates would go around, and you would pick out a word. And whatever that word was that you happened to get on your star, you would reflect on it all year round. Our Star Sunday this year is going to be on the 10th of January. And on the 3rd of January, that Sunday, we're going to hear some stories from individuals who have been reflecting on their word and what it meant for them before the pandemic and during the pandemic and now. And there was not so long ago that I got the word trust, trust in God. And I found that lately people have said to me, well, we just need to trust in God. Or someone else would tell me that when they were having a bad moment, someone would come up to them and kind of pat them on the back. And, and saying trust in God is a good thing. But saying trust in God and not following it up with being present and sitting with someone and hearing about their story and then to say trust in God means a lot more because you're trusting God together. So I've learned about collective hope and faith and peace and trust in this pandemic. And I've learned it by being in the church when I have gone through every week just as you have and our staff has, and I give God thanks that I've been able to sit in this spot, even though we have had empty pews for a while. And I know that a few of our Sunday uh, live streams and our recorded Sundays for those first six months, once we did a pan of the church and how it looked to be empty once so our folks could see all of you could see what it's like to be us looking out like nine months now at empty pews and people would respond and say how sad it was and yes it is sad but i need to tell you the view from here which is where pastor kate and i get the privilege of leading worship every week and when we look out whether there's a full house of people there or there's empty pews, we still see you. And we still, while we all struggle collectively through a pandemic and all it means, we still hold out on the faith and the hope and the trust that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. We, like David, can be pulled out of the miry bog whenever we need it. And we ask God to do it. And God steadies our feet. And so, as 2020 comes to a close, I commit that we will continue to put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And I commit to this congregation, whether you tune in or whether you come in person, that we will commit to you, that we will help you have trust and hope and faith in God, and we'll all do that together. This is the good news at the end of 2020 for all of us. We go together, and Christ is before us, and Christ is with us. See you soon.
Lord, from sorrows deep I call When my hope is shaken Torn and ruined from the fall Hear my desperation For so long I've pled and prayed God, come to my rescue Even so the thorn remains Still my heart will praise you Storms within my troubled soul Questions without answers On my faith these pillows roll God be now my shelter Why are you cast down my soul Hope in him who saves you When the fires have all grown cold Cause this heart to praise you Should my life be torn from me Every worldly pleasure When all I possess is grief God be in my treasure Be my vision in the night Be my hope and refuge Till my face is turned to side Lord, my heart will praise you. And oh, my soul, put your hope in God. My help, my rock, I will praise Him. Sing, oh, sing through the raging storm. You're still my God, my salvation. Please join with me in a time of prayer. Let us pray. Holy Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, in the midst of the bleak midwinter, you have shown up and you have taken your place on this earth and have walked with us and brought us hope and light. And we give you thanks this day. We give you thanks for all that you are, all that you bring into each of our lives. 
And it's you that we worship today. It's you that we give our thanks and praise for all that we have. Lord Jesus, nobody knows better than you what a difficult year this has been. And all of us come to you this day in the midst of this worship, weary, with bone-tired weariness. But again, it's a weariness that we all know that you know so well. So we're grateful, Lord, that you are walking with us during this time, that you are offering us hope and trust and peace. Even though this year has been full of so many difficulties, we also can't help but give you thanks for all the blessings that have also occurred as well. We thank you for extra time spent with family. We give you thanks for the slowing down of our lives. We give you thanks for opening our eyes to those things that we once took for granted, like a touch or a hug, or just time sat at a dinner table with family and friends. We will never take those moments for granted, holy God. And we look forward to those days when all is restored, when hugs are welcome, and friends will be knocking at our door again to sit at table with us and with you. So Holy God, as we navigate these last few days of this bone-tired, weary year that we have had, help us to keep our eyes fixed on you and all your blessings and all your goodness. Help us, Lord, to look into the new year with trust and with faith in you, knowing that you have got our futures in your hands and you are taking care of each and every one of us in remarkable ways. So I give you thanks for that this day. And Holy God, I give you thanks for every person joining in in this worship service now, wherever they may be in relationship with you, Help them to feel a sense of your presence. Help them to feel a sense of awe for your goodness and your grace. So I give you thanks, Lord, for this sacred moment just to be with you and to worship with others in this way. We give you thanks, Holy God, that you have bent down and have acknowledged us and have heard our cries. And for that, we give you thanks. All of this and so much more, I pray in the name of your son, Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. As I get ready to give you your blessing today, I offer you something to think about. You can see the expanse of the sanctuary. You can see the wreath over my head. And there was in a particular service last year where I admitted that what I really wanted in the center where that wreath is was a sign that would say, worship has ended, let the service begin. And of course, without people in church, we've had to learn to do service outside of our buildings. And so I commend you today, having the faith and the hope and the trust in Jesus Christ, who collectively brings us together as we share life together. I commend you to go out into the world carrying those very qualities. We know that this world is in desperate need to have their cup filled with faith and peace and hope and joy. 
We've been lighting our Advent candles every week. We've gone from hope to peace to joy. We're getting ready for love. Let us embody that. So as you embody the hope and the peace and the joy and the love of Jesus Christ, go knowing that he goes with you now throughout every day, always assuring you that he is always with you. And remember, even though we're physically apart, we really do go together. God bless you. you cast down my soul, hope in him who saves you. When the fires have all grown cold, cause this heart to praise you.